favorite retailer because life is better with pearls and the news is brought to you by rocket mortgage by quicken loans rocket mortgage is simple so you can understand the details and be sure you're getting the right mortgage apply simply understand fully and mortgage confidently visit rocketmortgage.com today licensed in all 50 states equal housing lender nmls number 3030 next news eight o'clock breaking news at once start your day with len berman and michael riedel in the morning six to ten tomorrow morning i'm jeff mckinney 710 wor an nbc news radio station we are at 64 degrees at 706 now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. You know, I think guys are pissed. Um, you know, you could see it after the game today. Uh, you know, I felt like the whole game, they, you know, everybody thought we were going to win the game, and then we don't, and then I felt like everybody was, was mad. They weren't down on themselves, they were mad. I always sense that fans and players as a game is going i don't think that the mentalities are that different in terms of the feeling hey are they going to come back and win this game are they not Uh, i mean players are human they're not robots they're going to fall into some things that negative thinking that maybe they they shouldn't it isn't to their benefit but do you think there's any way sal that guys on that bench were thinking oh yeah we're going to win this game no and i don't know what he was talking (laughs) about no as a matter of fact i think quite the opposite they're thinking too much, and whatever they are thinking is, oh, man, how are we going to lose this one tonight? Right? You have to. Wheeler's thinking, how come these guys can't score a run? I mean, I'm finally getting through seven innings here, pitching well for the last couple of weeks, and I, I can't get any run support. That's what he's thinking. Callaway's thinking, oh, my goodness, what am I going to say after this game if we don't get a hit here? And everybody else is thinking, i got to get a hit, i got to get a hit, i got to get a hit, and they don't hit. Yeah, and it's it's always somebody else. And, you know, last night Jay Bruce was talking about the lack of offense for about eight minutes I in the Bruce, locker room. At least Bruce was honest. To me, it was refreshing listening to Bruce last well, night. Well, today it's Todd Frazier. Uh, and Michael Conforto, and who's going to have to answer for this offense tomorrow? And then it's on DeNimo, and it's uh, how many times can you rotate around when they're having game after game after game that is played out in such a similar fashion? And I think for all of us, uh, I, I, or I think I speak for all of us when I say nobody cares about talking. Just go, just go yeah. win a game. I mean, we don't care who says what at the end of the game. You Bruce care about seemed the to result. get it. Uh, he did. By the way, I was just looking at the schedule here. I love looking over the schedule and looking past and looking ahead. Do you realize the Mets this year at home have been swept in as many series as they have won? Dating back to opening week, right? Mm-hmm. They beat the Cardinals two out of three. Mm-hmm. They beat the Phillies two straight in a rain-shortened series. They beat the Brewers. So, and, and so th- two sweeps. No, what do you mean? Well, the Phillies and the Brewers are... No, no, but I'm saying the Mets, I'm counting them as a win. They've won, they didn't sweep the Brewers, did they? I'm, uh, well, they they, it's on the winning streak, but my so point yes, is, they My did. point is they've won. I'm looking back at series that they've won at home, and yeah. not to mention that they've won the first three home series. Since then, lost the series to the Nats, we all know that. Swept by the Braves, that's one sweep. Swept by the Rockies, that's two. Split with the Jays, they swept the car, the Diamondbacks. Lost to the Marlins in a series. Swept by the Cubs and now swept by the Orioles. So they have won in total four home series this year, and they have been swept in four home series. Well, it, this year. it's simple. They're twelve and nineteen at home, but I mean, and, and they're swept. averaging like three runs per game when they're at City Field. And this is a problem that they have had in recent seasons. When this offense goes kaput, it always seems to be at home. And then they wait for that series to Philadelphia and to hit 20 homers and uh, pick it up for a couple of weeks. But they already had that trip to Philadelphia and Cincinnati that was supposed to springboard them. The weather has already warmed up like we waited for. And this team's still not hitting long balls. Adrian Gonzalez doesn't have the ability to hit the ball out consistently anymore. He does not have a single home run at City Field this season. 
And Jay Bruce, Bruce either, is the big one. He's got he's on pace for single digits and home runs this season. That's and that's the one thing that he does. There's nothing else that Jay Bruce is above average big leaguer at. There's no other tool that you point to and say, well, he does this as well. He's strictly there for his power, and he's on pace to hit eight to nine home runs. He's sitting on three homers right now. It's They've been dreadful all around. And he has none at home either. Right. They've been dreadful all around, but at home. I guess the best way to do it numerically, to, to make it jump out at you, since the first three series at home, which they won, they are one and eight with four sweeps. One and eight in home series with four sweeps. That is, it's just... It can't happen. Even the worst teams win games at home. It's unfathomable. Uh, what's on your mind, Dwayne, in Brooklyn? Hey, Dwayne. Yeah, I'm here. What's yeah, on your you mind? Hear me? Yep. Yeah, I'm just talking. I'm just thinking about the uh, the the Mets manager, uh, Mickey Calloway. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a, a good manager. He's a rookie. Uh, I think he's very patient with his pitchers. I don't know his background as a pitcher myself per se. What kind of pitcher he was. But in terms of his pitches, he's spending a lot of time with them to make them qualitative pitches. And he's really, uh, he really cares about his players. It seems that he cares when he gets injured. You know, he's always taking a fall for the Mets. When the Mets lose, he's always trying to downplay it a little bit. Uh, when I see the chemistry between him and the pitching coach, and the pitching coach has a winning record too. Wasn't he with, like, some team? Well, he was with the Royals and the Yankees that had success in uh, the not-too-distant past. He's got a couple of rings. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he seems really good, uh, but the thing is is that the Mets uh, are letting him down. I mean, for some reason, they're not hitting at all. I mean, and, But it's been know, different problems, Dwayne. You know, sometimes it's the bullpen, and it isn't pitching. For a while, the starting pitching wasn't good enough. It wasn't getting these guys deep into games. Yeah, but what I mean about that, even with the starting pitching, he's, he's using it. I mean, he's using, like, he's giving people a chance. Like, the starting pitcher, he's trying to find that fourth starter, that third starter, like Matt. Matt now is coming into his own. I think a lot of them sit around Jacob DeGrom and they pick up tips from him. I mean, that's what you got to do. When you have a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom on your team, you got to juice him for everything he knows because he has all the success. So those other pitchers should sit around him and take a lesson. I'm confused. What's you know, the point? What, I'm saying. What, what is the point, Dwayne? What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that we, you can't put everything on Mickey Callaway. No, it's not everything. It's not, not we, we know that. Nobody's putting it all on Mickey Callaway. The team's been dreadful and partly because of the manager. It's simple as that. It's yeah. not all on him. Joseph and Yonkers. What's up, Joseph? Oh, I'm real positive still. They're only seven out. You guys are making my mom nervous tonight. She's 84 years old. She had to turn off the radio. Her blood pressure's up. You're all excited tonight. Well, well we shouldn't be. Oh, I'm well, Joseph, hey, we'll be, we'll be more like Mickey Calloway. You know what, Pete, no, Pete, know and, what? I, Pete and I are really upset. We are really upset about the Mets' loss tonight and their lack of quality play against the worst team in baseball at home. We're really bothered by that. How's that? Any better? I'm sorry, uh, but I'm positive. I think this. I think. I think Degrom is going to come around even stronger. I think. I think Syndergaard is going to be there. We got a good pitching staff. I don't know why they're hitting me either like that. But why can't we see a little bit more emotion out of Callaway when it comes? To the team itself, I don't care what he does in the press conferences, but I want to hear the reporters come out one day and say, "Yo, he closed the door. He's screaming in there," and you know, I want to, I want to see that. I, I just think that that that'll just bring it out of him. And I think when he made the comments that there's a lot of pressure to play in New York, I think that was just Mickey himself trying to tell the reporters, you know, I'm feeling this pressure. I I, I want you to understand that I understand. 
Well, I don't, I don't think it was quite that, but I think it did show that he is feeling the pressure of New York that he referenced it. I don't think he necessarily wanted everybody to know, uh, that he was in that spot. Uh, but I think Mickey's philosophy is, hey, have a, a happy working atmosphere. Everybody will do their job and everybody will come relaxed to the park and happy and we'll have fun. And then that's going to win games. And the idea like, Hey, chemistry wins you games. And it's really not the case. You win games and everybody starts to like each other because you have a lot of positive vibe uh, going around. But you can't just create a positive vibe and think it's going to follow with wins. You know, it reminds me of, you ever have a first-year teacher? I remember in seventh grade history, I had this new teacher, and he was, wasn't was going to give us homework. Uh, you know, we were all going to have fun in class. Remember the first month, like, we, we documented road trips, like pretend road trips hmm. that we wanted to have. Didn't hmm. learn a Wish thing about American history. Oh, it was great yeah. for about three months. And for the first couple of weeks, everything was fine. Then kids started taking advantage of the teacher. And by about Thanksgiving, all of a sudden he's laying down the law and we got to get through this and that. We got to you know do a billion things and all this homework. You can't be everybody's friend. And you have to be the leader, the bad guy, the adult uh, sometimes. I think Mickey's done that at times, as in the case of Matt Harvey. But eventually, that is the transition that you have to make where you can't be buddy-buddy with everybody and you have to be everybody's boss. I don't know if he's buddy-buddy with everybody because he's called out some guys. It's weird with him. He'll call out some guys publicly. He'll have some guys back. He says weird things. He's all over the place. Mm. And I think that's just him being unsure of himself in his first year of uh, you know managing a big league ball club, in particular in this city, when he's had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I mean, he went to 12-2 and two start, and everybody's talking about Mickey Magic and all this. And, it, <laughs> oh, this is a good team. We're going to be good. And he's starting to believe it. And they're starting to believe it. Like everybody else, I mean, I, I bought in. I thought they were going to be good. Now, maybe not 12-2 and two good, but you get the idea. They were going to be a good team. And then they've fallen off a cliff since and can't get out of the rut. He's had the full New York experience. He doesn't know. You're right. In a couple of months, he doesn't know what's going on. And he'll find out real quick that next level up that oh, a Subway boy. Series could take at, at City Field. Might get ugly. Real quick, some uh, math I got wrong before. They are 1-6-1 one, and one in the last eight series since the first three of the year. Four sweeps. So, still not good. But. So, that's home and road overall? No, no, no. no. Just at, at home. home. Just yeah, at home. At home okay. and since the first three home okay. series of the year where they yeah. won, they are 1-6-1 one, and one at home in series with four sweeps. That's embarrassing. Not going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. They got to win their first series since... And by the way, they haven't what, won that many series overall. I mean, right? You're talking about at home? Well, yeah. yeah. No, well, the last one was when they swept the Diamondbacks. Okay. So, yeah, you're going back about three weeks now, and they got to try to do that against the Yankees. Up one series victory in, in just a month when and a half. You, just when you think it can't happen, right? It's in, Nobody, logically, would ever pick the Mets to beat the Yankees this weekend. I don't even know if you can pick them illogically. Well, you can just say, it's baseball. Yeah, right. It's a <laughs> stupid sport where weird things happen in small sample sizes. Hey, uh, today... Might have been the last game for a certain New York Met. Uh, we'll we'll dive into that. 800-321-0710, the number as well. You're hanging with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Frustrating time for the New York Mets. They lose to the Orioles today, one to nothing. Back-to-back one-run losses. They've scored a total of seven runs over their last six games. All defeats, even though the starting pitching has really come around for this team. Uh, everything else falling by the wayside for the Mets. Let's uh, 
Let's go express lane on the calls here and and rip through. We got full bank eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Uh, so we'll start at the top. Paul on Long Island. What's your take on the Mets, Paul? Well, I'm hoping for one win this weekend, Saturday. Going with my youngest daughter. She's a big Yankee fan, and uh, just who you know? What are the odds? Are we going to see at least one win this weekend? And, is it going to be Saturday? Yeah, it's funny how the fans, they don't care about overall. Just win the one I'm at. I can't do it. I'm going to the game. I wanted. I, I need bragging rights of my fans. daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's why these games matter. That's why they're fun. And oh, Saturday. They were never fun for me. No, you don't have any fun with these? Uh, I mean, the end result, Matt Franco fun, Dave Malicki fun. Yeah, certain ones, but the majority, they were torture going in. I hated those series. I always felt they, they meant more when it first started mm-hmm. and those first few years i vividly remember the games i don't think sure. it's just because of, of my age and things like that where, where things are more meaningful to you when you're younger but uh i i, I think that the the series overall has lost a, a bit of what it used to have because once you had the world series it, you're never going to match that again that's a good point the world series so i'm with you though I, I mean i can remember the games that i would i used to go to every game at shea and then one at city each year when they started doing that when they played each year i couldn't tell you what happened last year in the subway series yeah and the timing matters too what they've messed up the last couple of seasons they played late in August, the season right yeah they played in september a couple of years ago what happened last year or do you even remember i don't remember the subway series at all last year off the top of my head, I can't. The year before was when the Mets just traded for Bruce, right? They got him in 16? Yes. That was during the Subway Series, yes. Right, Last but, year, it would have been the split. Two games at Yankee, two games at City Field, four-game series. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. I, I'm pretty sure the, the Mets lost. I'm pretty all, sure they lost. All the four? Yeah. Uh, I, don't I mean, that's, that's, probably safe, that's probably a safe bet. I mean, I, I think they've lost the majority of them in the last 20 years yeah, or they have. 21 years now, right? No, I, I, need the, uh, I need the encyclopedic memory for it, and even though I was there for the games, I couldn't tell you. The I think they lost then? three or four. Oh, were right, swept. Right, yeah. they, I know the Mets didn't do well last year. I'll, I'll, I'm confident in that much. Steven Congers. What's up, Steve? Yes, how you doing? Steve from Congers. We went yeah, over that. What's up, Steve? Yeah. Pete just went over that. What's your point? My point is, I want to talk about the way this team is designed. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I've, I've spoken to him before about that. I believe in speed, defense, and power pitching. I've had some good discussions with him before. I, I don't think I'm going to disappoint you as a caller, to be quite frank with you. Who's him? You talking about me? Hello. What is this guy talking uh, about? I, I don't know what's Steve, I mean, anymore. <laughs> uh, Stephen Congress got it. Thanks. Christine in Jersey. Oh, hey, hey, you guys. Pete, you got to believe because the Braves lost again today, and we must have at least nine games to play with each of those teams that are ahead of us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Charge through those doors. Let's go, Christine. And on Sunday, hey, I want kudos personally from you guys when I'm there on Sunday. All right? What what kind of kudos? It's like a high five oh, kudos? Pete will give you a signed photo. Kudos for anybody that goes, and I got the Sunday game plan, so I'll be there. But, hey, Pete, you got to believe. You got to believe. See, I like that Good sometimes. Good for Christine. I, yeah. I, do, I do think a lot of times fans – 
do this get, is supposed to be fun. It is fandom. Right, right, but that's the problem I have. Like, you think this is fun for me coming in here today doing I love doing talk radio. I'm passionate about the sports. Obviously, the Mets, I grew up a Mets fan. This is not fun. When the team is playing as badly as they have played for seven weeks, this is not fun. Okay, it's not enjoyable to rip the team to shreds, the manager, the players, because they deserve it, but it's not fun. You'd rather be excited about a good ball club. The fans, though, they don't have to be negative. They shouldn't be. They should try to hold out hope. Uh, it's New York. Fans are realists, and I respect that more mm-hmm. than anything, but I do appreciate and understand why somebody like Christine would want to be positive. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mets history is based on, like, the 62 Mets and... They're going to be terrible, but you go out to the ballpark, have a good time. And I know for some fans, it frustrates them that there's the acceptance of mediocrity or right. below, but there's there could be a healthy mix of a, a little bit of both. And I know doing what we do it tends to lean towards the, well, uh, you have to be the real. negative quite a bit. You, you yes, because yeah. it's the real reality of right. where they are. You can't right have you know, Rich Catino uh, you know, coming on the air. Mets are going to win 95 games still this year. I mean, you know, Mr. Positive every single time regardless. You have to be no, realistic. No, but there's a place for Rich. There's a place for everybody as far as those things go. Uh, I, I, I need a little bit of it. Uh, by the way, dose of reality as I'm talking about positivity. Yeah, so the bets were swept in the four games against the Yankees last year. <laughs> so yeah, no that, wonder why I didn't. Ma- maybe I didn't settled. watch it. <laughs> uh, Raymond in Pennsylvania. Hi, Raymond. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, uh, just want to say one of the, some of the bright spots this season. Brandon Nemo, I think he's a keeper. He's been doing great. Zach Wheeler, I'm not ready to give up on him, and I think Robert Kozelman's our next closer. I know they lost the last three out of four, whatever it's been, but you get a runner on second with nobody out, you got to bond him over or something right now. Well, you just got to hit a ground ball to the right side if you're Michael Conforto in the spot, you know, bases low, or excuse me, leadoff double for Estrubal Cabrera in the fourth inning, and Conforto said as much after the game, I got to move the runner over. That's the kind of small ball that I can get behind. I'm not giving up outs on purpose. At least if you're trying to hit a ground ball to the right side, it can get through. You can end up with a base hit. You're moving the runner along. I don't like bunting and just straight up giving away outs, especially at the middle of your order. But that's a spot where you know the Mets have to do better in those situations. The first thing you should be thinking in that spot, leadoff double, Michael Conforto up is what? What are you? I don't know what you're getting. I just want to see a ground ball to the right no, side. No, no, no. Drive in the run. Michael Conforto is supposed to drive in the run. I mean, you don't come up there, and maybe that's their problem. You don't go up there saying, I just got to hit a ground ball. If you hit a ground ball to the right side, fine, you move him over. But you can't you fly out and not move the runner Correct. over. No, no, he's got to drive the run in. Fine. Michael Conforto's job is to drive the run in. Uh, my point would be don't bunt. And, well, and, fair, and yeah. small ball, at the very least, get the runner over to third base. Hit a fly ball to right. Yeah, that's fine, That'll too. That'll be fine, too. Pull the ball, though, and get the guy to third base. Be aggressive early in the count so it's not 2-2, and you got to swing at a pitcher's pitch and fly uh, uh, out to center shallow, and, and nobody moves. I mean, how small ball are we playing here that you get a guy on second base, and it's like, well, let's just move him over. Right. It's not... That should be the last resort is to move him over. You should be driving in the run. Pretty simple. Same thing when Cabrera came up. Drive the run in. Skipper should have done. Drive the run in. Don't don't bunt him over. Drive him in. Hyro in Queens. What do the Mets need to do here, Hyro? They need doctors to wake wake up because this is ridiculous. Like, are the players opposed to um, bunting? Are they allergic to bunting? Like, I don't get it. But we're just going over. I don't want to see them bunt. Once they're not a hits. bunting team. They're, they're not built to do that, and it, it's not a very good strategy, period. Yeah, but they have the shift on Bruce, and 
They like, just bought it with Cabrera yeah. today. You saw what happened. They don't know what they're doing. He pops it up and it turns into two outs. Bruce has got to hit a two-run homer in the spot. That's his job. Two-run homer, win the ball game. That's it. Extra base hit, if not. Not bunt to get the guy over. I mean, everybody can't bunt. Somebody's eventually got to drive a run in. You can't bunt. <laughs> you got to drive a run in. Shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, a run. Can you score a run against the Orioles? One run? A bunt. Everybody wants to bunt. Am I missing something? Bunt this. Bunt that. Bruce should bunt. How about you drive a run in? Drive a run in, for goodness sake. Holy so you cow. you to tone it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what is the obsession with bunting? <laughs> Sorry, Sandy. I lost it there for a minute. Sandy's not pro-bunting. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee you Sandy's not pro-bunting. No. Uh, definitely not pro-bunting. All right, Hiro. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Sal on Staten Island. Sal versus Sal here. What's up, Sal? Hi, uh, yeah. You know, it just gets me that uh, I'm I'm a Mets fan since I'm 60, um, since 62, and to this day we still use the word amazing, but it's amazingly bad how they lose. I mean, the guy on the Braves hitting the home run he hadn't hit in two years. And then Culberson hit another walk-off over last week. He's got like four now. Yeah, he's got four. He's got eight career homers, and four of them are walk-offs. Yeah, but another thing that gets me is how do you go zero for the homestand? Didn't they blow a homestand against uh, Atlanta and Colorado, zero and six? Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're zero for this homestand. They've been a bad home team, and they have been over the years uh, for stretches. Not all the time, but there have been stretches that their worst times always seem to come at City Field. The, the offense dries it. up, and they can't hit at home. This been issue. That's why they moved in the fences right. in was it fifteen before the fifteen season. They moved the fences in again. They've done it a couple of times, but. It just always seems to be a fundamental problem at City Field when things are going wrong for this team. The offense dries up. But you know what? One last thing. There's hope. Maybe we'll raise our level against the Yankees. Yeah, Maybe. You, 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 we played at the competition. Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what? This is a new level. This is a new class of competition. Maybe, hopefully, but I mean, you, you know, scoring three runs, four runs is not going to beat the Yankees. I, I actually think the timing of this series is perfect for the Mets. Right, just when nobody expects it. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll explain a little okay. more when we come back. And, and I also want to, uh, we'll pay off the, the last tease, could today have been the final game played in a Mets uniform by Jose Reyes? We've got so much to do. Why don't you just sit on nine and we can hash it all out? No. <laughs> we get calls, Reyes. Are you I'll, let, I'll let you handle it. Uh, 800-321-0710. we got Mets tickets to give away as well. Uh, Sports Zone, Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on the Voice of New York, 710 WOR. Now more of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Well, it's almost Subway Series time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mets and Yankees at City Field. Again, Mets on deck will be live from City Field. We'll have all kinds of fun guests for you uh, starting up Friday, 6.05, uh, when we'll be coming at you. But this window into the series sponsored by Anderson Windows and Doors. Anderson built, backed, and serviced like no other window. And the Mets entering the Subway Series having lost six games in a row. Their offense hasn't done anything. It might not appear to be a great time for the Mets to have the Yankees coming in, but I think it is. This Mets team needs some kind of change, right? Today at the stadium, yeah, it's mostly kids at the stadium today, but every time a Met makes it out a big spot, Sal, what do you hear? You start hearing the boos. You hear the... The murmurs that are the expectation of something going wrong. It sounds like, you know, Fenway Park in 2003 or Wrigley after Bartman. Like, just that feeling in the park that something's going to go wrong and they'll find a way to blow the game. 
you're going to get a totally different atmosphere, situation. The expectations get ratcheted down to zero. Well, with the narrative coming in. Narrative changes. I, I think it's a, it's a good time for them. You know, when things are going well, you don't want to see the Subway Series come through, and then you lose two out of three, and everything becomes negative because you can't beat the Yankees. But this is something that at least can springboard them, and it's not going to make all their problems go away, but we've been talking about how there needs to be some kind of change, some kind of energy. This is something that naturally can provide that without a manager flipping a table and uh, doing all those other things. The focus is going to be on the Subway Series, not on the Mets' struggles. I mean, whether the Yankees have a chance to put the nail in their coffin, the Mets' coffin, and the Mets have a chance to rebound here, do something positive in front of their fans for once at home this season and build from there. It's look, you can't just say, well, they gotta have a good month or a good two months. Has to start with one win. And then you hope that that turns into a series win, which turns into another series win. And then you could build a couple of weeks of good baseball and get back into this thing. They're only a few weeks away, but it just hasn't happened in so long. Maybe it does happen against this Yankee team. That's why on Monday I said I'm gonna give them five days. Because at the end of these five games, let's see where they stand. Now you're right. Maybe it is a good time for this. I mean, logically, would anybody ever in their right mind pick the Mets to beat the Yankees the way that things are going right now? No, but we've seen illogical things happen in sports. So they have a chance to sal- you know, to gain some kind of positive momentum. Yankees also have a chance to put the nail in the coffin. No, it's true, and I wouldn't say it's a, a great time for the Mets to face a really good team, but I would say I like going into the Subway Series if things are bad and having that Subway Series there to break it up. Because let's say it's the Braves coming to town or another National League team in important games. It's the same atmosphere day after day, and one day rolls into the other, negativity on top of negativity. You kind of wipe the slate clean when that first pitch is thrown Friday night because it's a season within a season, these Subway Series Mm -hmm. games. It's something special, unique. And I love the fact it's in June again, and it's at a point in the schedule that, all right, now the baseball season, it's been around for a little while, you're seeing the same kind of things, and this changes it up. September, I don't care what the Mets do against the Yankees. I'm watching the wild card standings. I want to know what the Nationals are doing. But to have it in June is just perfect timing for this. And I think it's good timing, um, you know, for the Mets here as well. Yeah. And usually in June, both teams are in it. I mean, barely with the Mets this year, but usually both teams still have their season by end of August. You know, the Mets are out of it or whatever it may be, like it was last year. So it doesn't mean as much. Plus, Cespit is coming back, which I think is going to happen. Which is ludicrous. Well, he should be back. On the major, no rehab. At all, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't need any live at bats. Like, I mean, he gets a a couple of swings against Syndergaard the other day, and I'd just rather throw him in there. Yeah, he's a major league baseball player. I mean, uh, it's not you just go in there. Who else are you him. doing that with? Uh, Todd Frazier went to Vegas for a few days. Why? Why wouldn't you do that nah, rather than just throw a guy in and say, "Hey, it's a Subway Series. Go a thousand percent and be ready to play." Yeah, I want him there. Practice, face Syndergaard and simulate a game. Get out there Friday. But let's say they have him back for the series. You get Degrom on the mound, Mats and. Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. Pitching matchups, I mean, the Mets should win most uh, of the pitching matchups amongst most teams, but especially the Yankees this weekend outside of the Severino game. And, you know, you go from there. They got their three best pitchers going. They should be getting their best player back. Let's see what happens. All right, 800-321-0710, uh, the number to get involved. Uh, Mike in Hartsdale, what do you think is the problem with this Mets team? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, speaking of Cespedes, I think the guy, since he's gotten here, you discount those first six weeks. 
uh, where he just exploded onto the scene. I think he's been more of a model of inconsistency and unaccountability. And in general, I think it kind of feeds down into the whole lineup. So even though he's been out during this big slump, I think like he's supposed to be the face and the front runner of that offense. I kind of think it's almost the opposite. You know, I hate to invoke that net negative. I just want your opinion about his overall influence on the team. You know, not talking to the press, not going uh, to Vegas to rehab, just in general. Wrap up the whole package for Well, me. is there anyone what else that doesn't talk to the media and follows Cespedes' lead? No. Uh, no. So I, I can't say that he has a direct influence on how these guys handle certain situations. Mike, do you care that Cespedes talks to the media or not? No, I care. I care that he he's very inconsistent. You know, I saw him in 2016 dive into the stands off a ball that Ichiro hit. You remember that? Yes. In this game against Miami. I saw him get picked off. You know how in, in 2015 in the World Series, you guys know how game four ended. They're down two runs. Cespedes is on first base. They have the tying runs on base. Duda hits a little little flare to third base. He gets picked off by 15 feet. That ends a World Series game. I mean, we can. I, I don't think he's been very consistent overall this well, time. Well, I'll grant you that as far as the consistency goes with Cespedes. But in my opinion, we saw the best of Cespedes from an effort and and presence uh, at the start of this season. Right. He was phenomenal, and not necessarily production, but effort-wise, when you point to, oh, you know, he might have been loafing here, not hustling, or, or not locked in in the way he needed to be, and there have been times where that's been the case. He was locked in a 1,000%. He was hustling a 1,000% the first month and a half of the season, really, until the injury. So I can't point to this year's problems being on anything with Cespedes's inconsistencies other than the fact that I just don't know that he'll ever be able to stay healthy uh, yeah. over the course of this contract. I, I don't think he's been inconsistent. I think he's... Well, has, long term, I think he, he has, has been able, had that. He hasn't been able to stay healthy consistently. Yeah. He, hasn't been, he, wasn't, he wasn't healthy last year. It's the bigger factor. Right, and that's it. I mean, you saw what the guy did in 2015. You've seen what he can do when he's healthy uh, last year. I mean, I thought he was going to have an MVP-type year this year. Obviously, that has not been the case. Um, but I have no problem with Yohannes Cespedes. I think that they have much bigger... Keeping him healthy and letting him play 150-plus games, yeah, that been an issue. You'd like to have the luxury of a DH like the Yankees have, like the American League teams sure. have. They don't have that with Yohannes Cespedes, but they had to sign him and I think he is what he is. This guy is not afraid of New York. People talk about, ooh, the manager. Ooh, New York is such a tough place to play. Well, Cespedes is not afraid of that, so I have no problem with Yohannes Cespedes. Well, he ignores some of the bad parts of New York, like having to answer questions from But I don't, Do you ultimately, do fans care about that? I don't know. I think for the most part, no. But there is a certain point where it's about accountability. Fans want to know what's going on with the team, right? You know less about the team if the players or the manager, whoever it is, aren't telling you what's going on. I understand that aspect of it. No, he hasn't talked to the team to anybody in a month because he hasn't been here. So, but he was here and had the simulated game against Syndergaard. Wouldn't That's mind right. hearing an update from him as to how he is feeling. Well, let's see what happens when he comes back. If he's, if talk, I, I don't care about that. I don't think people ultimately care whether he talks to the media or not. They care yeah. about whether he produces runs or not. Yeah, they don't want him to lollygag the out there either. But you want to get you want to get him to hit and score some runs. So assessment is coming back though. This has to be right. This has to be the end of the line for Jose Reyes. Well, it's either him or Guillaume go down, right? 
You think I, would, I would think that's the choice. Now, today, and this was interesting, too. I guess Lobotone, too. but Remember, the Mets uh, took P.J. Conlon. They designated for assignment, lost him on waivers to the Dodgers. Well, they reclaimed P.J. Conlon. Mm-hmm. So they have Conlon back from the Dodgers and today designated Philip Evans for assignment. And Evans had been kind of the other utility guy for this team. I don't think it's a crime that they designated Evans for assignment, but it's another opportunity to let Reyes go that this team is not taken when Reyes has, I can't find any value that he brings to the team other than his speed is still above average. It's not stolen base speed, but he could pinch run. I mean, he'd be fine in September with a 40-man roster, but when you got four guys on your bench and he's one of them, you're playing shorthanded. To me, today was the end. If, you, if there's any worth, for keeping Jose Reyes, aside from whatever he does to the younger players and Rosario in particular, if there's any worth, it would be as a pinch runner in a one-run game in the ninth inning. You have him on first base instead of Frazier. He's got to steal the bat. You trust him to steal it, though? It, I but, don't right now. I, I, He's got two stolen I, bases all year. Do I trust him? No, I don't because I, I more likely I would think he'd be picked off than actually steal a base. <laughs> but as a pinch runner, if you can't steal that base, which is actually a big base to steal, for a team that can't hit, you got to get in its scoring position and just make them a base hit away. And even when Reyes was at his peak, he wouldn't steal the big base. So if he's not doing that, what is his value? This is not to pick on Jose Reyes, the person. It is that Jose Reyes, the player, has been worthless for two years now. Yeah. I mean, what's, what is the, I don't know why he's still now, around. So now, if you want to talk about accountability and all these things that, you know, Mickey Cowan and the Mets were talking about early on, the fact that Jose Reyes is still on this team flies in the face of that directly. Who gives you more versatility to win a ball game, Luis Guillorme or Jose Reyes? Guillorme. Right. So Guillorme should stay on the roster instead of Reyes, and they're going to have an issue when Syndergaard comes back. Cespedes, Syndergaard, right? Those two will mm-hmm. Lobatone and then either Guillorme or, well, it uh, could be a pitcher in the case of Syndergaard. Well, who else, though, on the, who else on the staff would go down? Then they, I'm keeping the Peterson kid up here. I mean, at least he looked like a live arm and could get some outs. So I'm not sending him down. Well, Robles. He's still on the team? <laughs> He's still around. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me, let me do this with you real fast. Uh, Mike Puma, the Post, tweeted that Mets officials have discussed releasing Jose Reyes but are conflicted given Reyes' roots in the organization. The Mets want Reyes receiving a proper send-off. It's a baseball decision. Why Why does it have to be Flowers and, and all this? Because he came up with the Mets organization. Well, if he's not worth having on the roster right now, you cut him. It's baseball. Let, let me ask you, what would be a proper send-off? I'm, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either, but if that's one of the reasons he's on the team, it can't be. I could see that being the case with David Wright and his situation, his status. But with Jose Reyes, how do you have a proper send-off for a guy... That was, you know, he's in the middle of a deal here. He's going to be designated for assignment either way. I I don't, I mean, you want to make him a coach? I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't don't know how you get a proper send off. So you're more concerned with that as opposed to winning a game? It's got to be about winning. And this is clearly a situation where it's got to be about winning. Jose Reyes is not winning games for this team right now. This isn't Jose Reyes 10 years ago. I mean, Pete, he's literally done nothing. He can't run. He can't field. He can't do any. He can't hit. You you could use net negative overall with Jose Reyes this year and be completely correct. I think you'd use that with a lot of players, but specifically with Reyes. He shouldn't have never been brought back. Especially not more for the minimum than the minimum. It hasn't worked out as a bench player, at the very least. 800-321-0710. We can take some more of your calls. Uh, We have Mets tickets to give away. Sal will do that in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, you're with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata in the Sports Zone on the Voice of New York, 710 WOR.